From Arlington, Virginia, this is Formative Tracks, the show where we sit down with D.C. area musicians and talk about the top five songs that made them who they are. Today, we're catching up with singer-songwriter Jasmine Gillison, whom you might remember from season three, where she discussed why a jewel B-side and Gershwin got her excited. Um, we're glad she can join us for a Catching Up episode today. Welcome, Jasmine. Thank you. Um, so first, there is... A lot going on right now that is upsetting and anxiety producing to say the least. How are you handling everything? Well, I feel like, um, so first we had the quarantine and um, I feel like I adjusted to that a little bit more easily than some of my friends because I'm very much introverted and a homebody. So I got used to um, the whole being inside by yourself thing. Um, relatively easily and had gotten into a groove with that. Um, but then, of course, now we have um, the Black Lives Matter movement um, that has resurged because of recent events. And um, that has definitely kind of um, um, flipped everything over again, kind of um, feeling like I'm in an, another new chapter, another new phase. I think a lot of us are feeling like that. So um, in terms of that piece, talking to friends and family um, helps, um, helps during this time and also attending community events and walks and protests have been really nice um, because just the spirit of community is amazing at those events. Um, and also um, I've been reminded that um, there's always more to learn for everyone and um, just trying to make sure that I'm still learning as well. And um, yeah, I did a, a live stream show with my friend Gina Sobel and um, we donated all the tips that we got to um, two organizations that are helping with the movement. And um, that, that was a really nice, felt like a community event as well, um, really good spirit and um yeah so there's just a lot going on but a lot of ways to stay connected and and try to stay involved yeah i know it, it can feel challenging if not overwhelming to to be like how, how can i make a difference like how can i um make a contribution here that is meaningful yeah um so that sounds like a great way to do it. I mean, to be able to, and also to be able to use your music to make an actual like financial contribution toward making change. Yeah. I have one friend who does live streams like every single night and he always has a donate button for a different organization every day. So that's pretty cool. And um, I think a lot of people are doing that right now. And um, it's great to see because even people who that um, music provides them some of their income. They're, they're using some of that now to give towards um, helping other people in the movement. Mm -hmm. so that's cool. So how have things changed for you in terms of your uh, songwriting and performing like as of early this year yeah. versus the last, you know, a hundred days? Yeah. Um, well, so at the very beginning, right before quarantine started, I was doing a photo shoot in Georgetown 
um, for the single that we were releasing. And like that day, uh, bands were canceling shows and things like that. So it was right before quarantine. It was a little weird. Um, and then I also did a show with um, Arlington Independent Media called Live from Arlington. So we originally were gonna have a studio audience for that, um, but because of everything happening, we had to cut the studio audience. It was just the crew, myself and Ben Tufts. Um, so we did a show there and Ben said, I think this is gonna be my last show for a while probably because of quarantine. So um, we did that show and then quarantine started and um, then I didn't really do anything for a while. I, I worked on that one new song by myself in the basement. And um, then Arlington Independent Media was doing their fund drive. And um, I contributed a few of my songs to that. So it was pre-recorded. I recorded myself on video playing three songs and um, also contributed like one or a couple lines from the Beatles song, um, Get By With A Little Help From My Friends, that one. And um, they mashed it all together with all these local artists. So it was like we were all singing the song together and oh. then it went into our individual songs. Yeah. That sounds like a big technical drive. challenge to yeah. get in the same key and tempo and uh, Yeah, I think- Did uh, it work? It did. I think it's on YouTube. Um, and Jason Mendelson put it all together. Um, and yeah, so it was kind of like performing with friends again. Kind um, of. Once we saw it. And we didn't see it all together until the finished product. So we were watching it with everybody else that didn't even know this was happening. Um, and then also watching myself perform my three songs was interesting because it was like I was in the audience watching myself, but there's also a chat feature. Um, a group chat going on uh, during the show. And so I was talking to friends and people who were cheering me on while I'm watching myself play. And um, that was really cool. And um, since then, I've mostly been watching other people's live streams on um, Facebook, mostly. One of my favorites was uh, the lead singer from Death Cab for Cutie. He was doing a concert from home series and he would donate um, tips to a different organization each show. And um, I'm a big nerd. So they, they um, actually created a poster for the series. So it's, it's kind of like a tour poster, but it's a poster for all these live stream shows that he did. But um, I believe all the proceeds from the posters as well go to another organization. Um, so yeah, I've been watching a lot of live streams. I've been involved in a couple little projects and um, also wanting to work on my bass guitar skills. So I've taken a few online lessons and want to keep that going. Um, but yeah, keeping a little bit busy. <laughs> and you mentioned that you had started working on a new song. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. You, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, so the song, I think I started this one actually a couple years ago but it was really difficult. Like I had to really wrestle with the song. It just wasn't, I wasn't getting anywhere it felt like, um, or I just wasn't liking the direction it was going. And I tried all these different styles and I felt like I was getting stuck. Um, but then, then at some point I had a breakthrough and um, made some progress. 
So it's about, um, it's about those moments when um, sometimes like if you're really sick, perhaps, um, you feel like the only thing you want in the entire universe is just to feel normal again. all you want but then you feel normal again and you kind of forget how horrible it was just a week ago you know and so it's just a reflection on how quickly you can make that switch from um just all all you want in the whole world is to feel normal and then when you do you kind of forget and so i i just to me that's really interesting and so the song is about feeling like that um but also it doesn't have to be physical illness. It could be anything like, it could be applied to quarantine. Like um, for those who are really anxious and they just wanna get back to normal. And then when you get back to normal, are you gonna really appreciate being in your you know normal environment again and totally forget how this all felt in quarantine? So that's it in a nutshell. And hopefully I'll record it and release it soon. We'll see. What's, do you have a title? It's called Desperate. Yeah, I, I feel like I heard some story in the last few months that was just talking about the mind's ability to forget pain. Mm. Um, and so that sounds like that kind of relates to yeah. the song. Because you're right. I mean, you can just be whatever it is. So hungry. So uh it's blazing hot outside and you know, you're dehydrated and you're hot and you know, or you're very ill or all these things. And you just cannot wait until this is over. But then once it's over, you, you remember that you were once in pain, but you don't feel, you can't still access that pain. Exactly. Got it. Um, and you also had a song come out in the last few months, right? Called concrete. Yeah. 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 So let's, Um, let's, Well, I was going to say, let's play a little bit of that, and then maybe you can tell us uh, some of it. Yeah. Something about it. Concrete is where I want my feet to stay. Strong walls may be better off that way. how it came to be um i wrote that one a few years ago and um to me it's a observation on 
how in life sometimes you have that fork in the road where you can stay in your, your safe place, um, kind of stay where you are, where you know pretty much everything that's going to happen in your bubble, or you can take a leap and possibly experience some of the most amazing things of your life, but that comes with the risk of failing or getting your heart broken um, and all those things. So it's, it's about um, having that decision to stay safe or take a leap, but um, giving yourself the possibility of having the most amazing experiences in your life. Um, so yeah, I guess it was, it was inspired by situation, um, which in the end kind of didn't work out and was painful, but um, out of that came an amazing experience as well. So just the duality of that. Got it. And have the, have either the pandemic specifically or the protest specifically inspired any uh, new songwriting? Well, actually, um, I just started this project with um, This Could Go Boom, the, um, oh, yeah. the organization. Um, so they are doing a pro project called, I believe they call it Songs from the Front Line. Oh. Um, and they pair up songwriters with people who have been working on the front line um, during the pandemic, because uh, they started this project um, before all the protests and things started. So um, I just met via Zoom um, with somebody the other day who's been working on the front line and she told me about her experience. And um, so I am tasked with putting that into a song now. So um, that'll be interesting. I've never done anything like this before where um, I'm kind of working with somebody else. Although I have, I, in a way I have the reins now to, to do what I want with the song. I've never really taken somebody else's story and, and written around that. So I, I feel good about it. I don't know where it's going to go yet, but. What um, was the job of the person who you spoke with? Um, she works in um, addiction um, at an addiction facility. So helping to get people who are dealing with addiction um, to the next step or the next chapter in their lives and kind of working with them through their addiction and making sure that they have a place um, to be safe and, and work through that. Um, yeah, so she, the way she described it, they work with a lot of um, cases that tend to get forgotten, a lot of people that tend to be forgotten. Um, and so it, it can be a challenging job. And then the, the pandemic on top of that threw some additional challenges in the way. So um, just a lot going on and um, yeah. And then you have to turn that, her experiences into a song. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. yeah. That's such a great idea. Yeah, I know, this could go boom. What are you hearing from other musicians? I mean, is there like an enhanced sense of community with all that's going on in the in the DC music world or or are you still do you still feel so isolated that it's hard to really feel a sense of community right now um i definitely i feel a sense of community i feel actually like the the black lives matter movement and the protest are are um bringing everyone together in a different way 
um, I'm seeing full-time musician friends kind of drop what they normally do to um, work for the cause and um, and spread awareness and um, they're going to protest and so I, I'm seeing them switch gears and I'm seeing them use their art to help with the movement um, and in quarantine I'm seeing friends support each other in their live stream shows and, and sharing that. So um, definitely still a sense of community there. Um, and I think underneath everything, there's still concern about how the venues are going to do through all of this. Right. Um, and that remains to be seen. But um, yeah, that's another thing. <laughs> Right. And that's just like so unpredictable because we don't know when this is going to be over. Well, thank you so much for catching up with us today, Jasmine. I really appreciate your taking the time. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And our listeners uh, can keep an eye out for the next episode of Formative Tracks where we uh, catch up with an artist or sit down with them to talk about the top five songs that made them who they are. Mm -hmm.